0: This is the Open House Podcast with Tyree Harris and George Avery. Uh, your name's not Avery, it's Avery, isn't it?
1: Yep, it's alright. Uh, you almost had it. Oh man,
0: I, I tried. That's James is better at these openings than I am. Well, we do not have James today. Today is just George and I. And we are still going to be talking about the same type of stuff that you hear in the gym and the conversations that we would have in any gym. Today we have a lot to say about USA weightlifting and nationals this year. So nationals, we are less than a month out. It is in Vegas this year and USA weightlifting has decided to make some last minute changes to the qualifications after they closed the window after final qualifications closed. George, how much have you heard about that?
1: Um, I had heard about a couple different cases where, um, couple of different athletes had went to like a local meet or like yeah it was more so a local meet to qualify and then they were a little bit overweight, probably like by a kilo or two kilos. Cause um in the past there were under assumption that you could weigh in a little bit heavier for a local meet and qualify for your actual weight class at like a American Open or like a <clears throat> nationals or finals as long as you were able to cut down to weight for that actual competition.
0: Um I I think it's more than an assumption. Um, I was emailing people from USA weightlifting about this just yesterday, and they told me that this was not allowed and that this had never been allowed. Well, that is not true. They told me anybody that told athletes that they could do that, that they were giving them false information and that that was never allowed and that that, uh, an athlete would never be allowed to compete that way. I myself qualified for University Nationals that way in 2018, for American Open 3 in 2019, for Nationals in 2020, for Nationals in 2021, for AO Finals in 2021. And my 2022 Nationals qualification came from AO Finals, so I didn't need to worry about it. But those, all of those qualifications before came from local meets where I was slightly overweight. So for them to tell me that they never allowed that is not true at all. Um, Their new rule is that you must make weight, at any local meet that you do or any meet online qualify or an online qualifier. But anytime that you're going for a qualification total for any level, you need to be at the weight class that you are wanting to qualify for. Um, that is, I do agree with that rule. Personally, I think it's a good rule. Um, the only problem was that that rule has never been enforced. It was never listed on any website until a couple of days ago when they, After they told all these athletes that it wasn't allowed, then they updated their website and added that. But I am on board with the rule, but I don't like that they waited till after athletes qualified, paid USAW for their meets, booked their hotels, booked their flights. Then they waited a month and then said, sent them an email saying that they are no longer allowed to attend nationals and that they will receive a refund. And when asked why, they said that they weren't on wait, but nowhere on any website did it say that they needed to make weight at the local meets. This has never been anything that they've ever held it to. So I I don't understand how they can retroactively kick someone out. And the other, there was another part, uh, another rule that they added. So while I'll use our weight class, since that's one we know to qualify as an 81 for senior nationals, you need a two seventy-four total. Um, If I were to go to a local meet and I weighed 83 kilos and hit a 275 total, I am now not qualified as an 81. Um, But the flip side, I have already qualified. I hit a 274 total weighing 80 kilos at my last meet. USAW is now saying that I can message them and tell them that I would like to compete at nationals as an 89 kilo lifter even though I did not hit that 290 total. And that's what doesn't make sense to me. They are now allowing athletes to go up to weight classes that they aren't qualified for because they have never hit those numbers. If you let me go down, you at least know that I have hit those numbers and I'm capable of the numbers that that weight class is asking for. But now to let somebody qualify in a lower weight class and then jump up, that doesn't make sense. I have never hit a 330 total total. So they shouldn't let me go to senior nationals as a super heavyweight. But with USAW's new rule, that is something that they would let me do.
1: Mm, I didn't hear about that rule at all.
0: That was the flip side yeah. to the rule that they sent in the emails to these athletes.
1: after no, they told I thought them they that you would um, have to qualify for the heavier weight class. And then like, so for example... I thought that it was let's say that you're trying to qualify for 81 at the American Open or American Open Finals, mm-hmm. and you weigh in like 83, mm-hmm. but you hit the 290, so you're qualified as an 89 because you totaled that qual that uh, qualification total weighing a little bit heavier than 81. Then and you can go down be to that go down that, to that is also
0: allowed that is also allowed. But the problem was oh, okay. the to- yeah the total that they used and the numbers that they used in the email. We're talking about a lifter qualifying in the other weight class. I, I don't remember the exact weight class, but with the 200 total. But now that they'll allow athletes to go up. And do you remember what happened at AO finals? The rule change that they made when we were in Colorado? Uh, I do not remember. Uh, yeah, so USAW is really last minute. And you know, let me go and open this rain up before I get going. It's not an episode if you have know, a bang or a rain. You got to have at least one. So while we were in Colorado, they decided to change the rule, which for youths, I understand. They don't want children making weight cuts. That is against the rules in USAW. And surprisingly, they actually wrote that down somewhere. So that was a good idea. They don't want children making weight cuts. If you don't make weight, you don't compete. That is how it has always been in USA Weightlifting. But now, if a youth or a master shows up to AO Finals or Nationals or whatever event they were at, this popped up at AO Finals, if a youth or a master pops up at AO Finals, does not make weight, they will now allow that athlete to compete in the higher weight class. Even though they never hit the total required to be in that higher weight class. That does not make sense to me. If you do not make weight and if you do not hit the qualifying total to be in the weight class above, why are we allowing them to compete? And I, it's it just, it makes zero sense to me.
1: Yeah, I don't know, but probably from the perspective of like money spent, like hotel wise, flights wise, and like you're saying, they probably don't want A youth athlete trying to um, cut down on body weight, so that's probably like all the considerations put into that.
0: I understand it with the kids. Um, I don't understand why we're telling a forty-three-year-old that if they can't make weight at a meet, it's okay. We'll let you compete with people that are hitting totals that you have not been able to hit before. And if they would, if they cared about the money spent and the totals and stuff, I the money spent for people traveling to these meets I could understand that but the way that they handled the senior nationals I it is clear that they don't give a damn about any of that for these athletes we have an athlete that was now told that she can't compete at senior nationals even though she's already had she already has a flight family member already has a flight she's already chipped in for the uh, Airbnb that we have but now they tell her no you can't you can't compete so they don't care about the money that she spent that doesn't bother them at all and they waited a month to tell her that she can't compete. USA Weightlifting is doing... I get it, Phil Andrews is leaving, but it seems like there's nobody in USAW that really knows what they're doing. Last year at Nationals in December, they were flip-flopping on what the rules were going to be for COVID. USAW is always making last-minute changes and they never publicize anything. You might get a text message or you might get an email the morning of about a new rule change or what's required and whether they enforce it or not is completely different. We had to show proof of vaccination last year. At least that's what they told us in an email. But we get there and we don't need to. But they made sure that they sent that out every three days. That's the problem. USAW is always changing what they're wanting to do and they don't have anybody in there sticking to anything.
1: It is a tough situation to be in, but they did give out a grace period for people to re-qualify, right?
0: Yes. they So the athlete that we have that they did this to, keep in mind, since she had qualified over a month ago, yeah, it was well over a month ago when she hit the total that she needed, and she didn't know that she had to be at weight when she hit that total. They told her that, oh, if you can qualify, if you can re-qualify within the week, then we'll let you go. Well, now we're asking this athlete to cut. We've done podcasts about how much weight people should cut and what they can. She had to cut 5% body weight in less than a week to go in and hit this total. On an unexpected day. So screw the taper that she had that was perfectly planned for nationals. Screw the weight cut that she had perfectly planned to have her at weight at nationals. Now we need you to qualify for nationals a month ahead. Drop 5% body weight without any warning. And we don't care what your program or your cycle has you on. We need you to max out right now. That was the ultimatum that they gave her. Hit it now within a week or you don't go.
1: Yeah, preparedness level could definitely be an issue, like, just as far as like what part of the training cycle you're in. And then, um, I don't, yeah, we talked about weight cuts in the past and stuff, and like only trying to cut like three, what was it? The, the rule of two to three percent. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of a hard, it's a hard position to be in because five percent is pretty pretty high and then you were saying two to three or two to three is like the rule of thumb so getting down that low is definitely rough right it's within a week
0: is it it's like is it possible yes it it is possible but was the athlete ready to do that within a week no were they ready to hit uh the national qualifying total on a random wednesday no we weren't Their program didn't have them prepared for that. They weren't they weren't physically or mentally ready for that. That was not on the books. Next month was when she was supposed to be ready. And they asked her to be ready on a random Wednesday. And their response is, well, I don't understand because I was emailing them about this yesterday. The only responses I was getting was they don't understand why an athlete would think that that was allowed. And that has never been allowed. I told them repeatedly, I have done this multiple years. Dozens of athletes I know, I've watched them do it for dozens of years and that they are now enforcing a rule that has never been enforced before. And they don't care that this is a a new rule that they're adding. Like, well, this is how it should have been. But you never publicize this. This was never written anywhere. So how are you going to hold somebody to a standard that has never been publicized? That's like them making the rule now. Imagine if they were to come through now. And send out an email telling you that you have not qualified, George, because the only way to qualify for senior nationals is if you qualify at the previous year's senior nationals. They can just make up a rule like that and just email you out after and kick you out. That's what they're doing with this athlete. Whether I agree with the rule or not, that was not a rule. And you can't expect people to follow a rule that's never been written down anywhere, told to anyone, and has never been enforced before.
1: I was going to say truly, I think going forward, a nationals qualification or like a finals qualification should have to be done at like bare minimum level, like American Open.
0: I, and I agree with that. It, I don't want it to seem like I'm against the rule. I am perfectly fine with the rule. I think the rule makes perfect sense. And I, I do. Yeah, I, I can agree with the if you're qualifying for senior nationals or AO finals that you need to do it at at least an AO series meet. All of that I'm fine with. But that has never been the rule before. So to come back after the fact a month later and then tell somebody when they're a month out that they can't go anymore. That's my only issue. Now, moving forward, I also told them that if you were to since they decided to add this rule to their website three days ago anybody who tries to sign up after that rule don't let them in completely get it it's a rule it's listed we can't do that they shouldn't do that understood
1: well i was gonna say i feel like their um their filtering system for when you're signing up is pretty legit so i'm surprised they didn't like catch it um when they were signing up for the actual meet because like you know like if you're um any of your online training or anything mm-hmm. like that, if it's expired, they won't. Right. They'll say you're ineligible to sign up for a meet. Oh, yeah. They'll have you or take like, safe SafeSport
0: seven times. You'll take safe SafeSport seven times for every meet you sign up for. They catch that. But he said that they can't actually filter through those until after the final qualification period. That's when USAW uh, can go back through and look at and see if you had all of them. Um. I I, I, want, I can understand. I wonder that if kind there's. Of?
1: I wonder if there's like a way they can implement a, the system to where it can um, register like qualified totals with qualified weight versus. Well, there is. They don't like let the you sign up as a super.
0: Level. There there already is. They don't let you sign up as a super. If we tried to sign up as supers, we wouldn't be able to because we have neither of us have hit that total. But it would let us sign up as a what is the lowest for men fifty six. It would let us sign up for 56 because we've our profile has that total requirement listed on it. So I can see how, yeah, no, if, if they wanted to change that, that they could have added that rule the same way that we can't sign up as supers because we haven't hit that total. They could have also put that in the website that if you haven't hit that total at that weight, you can't go because it does show what weight class you're in every every meet you've done.
1: Yeah. Let's say, Or maybe when you're setting up your profile, having athletes select their weight class. So like, if you want to change a weight class, you have to log in the you saw, update your profile to that new weight class. And then there, going forward. You can only qualify for whatever weight class you're signed up as oh. on your profile.
0: Uh, I, I, I get what you're thinking. I feel like that might cause a few more issues. Um, thinking about Myself, and I showed somebody this. The reason I know this is because I just showed somebody at West Virginia about a week ago. Um, If you go back to my first meet, all of my meats, and I've my meats go back to before when the weight class was 77 and 85, before they came out with the 81s. I was always between 78 kilos and 82. That's just where I've been for the last six years. So ignoring weight class, if they made me say like before when it was 77 kilos or 85, if I had to declare myself as an 85 kilo lifter, then how would I qualify as a 77? And if I declared myself as a 77, can I still do local meets as an 85? So like right now, if you or I do a local meet, we're just going to go in as an 89, even if we're only weighing 82 or 83. So then every time we do a meet, we'd have to go back in and change it I I feel like that might, that might cause some up
1: This brings up a good perspective as far as like coaching athletes go as far as local meets too, because now it would almost be more beneficial to practice, like having to get down to the actual weight for the local meet versus just showing up. Now, if it's like your first meet, sure, show up, wait, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. just get the feel for the meet. But like for an athlete who's trying to go to the American Open or like American Open finals or nationals actually practicing different methods of getting down to the weight class at the local meet would probably be more beneficial now going forward. I feel like.
0: Yeah. Now that they've made this rule, now that you have to be at the weight that you qualify for, now it does matter. So the times before when we would talk about it, I said it didn't matter at a local meet because it didn't before. If it does now, well, now, now we have to worry about it. Every meet that you go into, if you were worried about competing at nationals or senior, whatever meet you're worried about qualifying for. If you are within that range and you think that it's possible for you to qualify, definitely do it. Um, I know I have two athletes now that I'm wanting to do a meet next semester. Um, One is, one is uh, she's 24 years old. She's probably an 81. And then there's another one who's 14 years old. Oh no, she's 15 now. <laughs> she's 15 years old and she's like a 64. Um, neither of them are going to be concerned about body weight when they go into that meet because neither of them are worried about qualifying for anything. The 15 year old, she'd be able to qualify for anything, but I don't even want her to be thinking about that going into this meet because it's just going to be her first meet. I just want her to go and just enjoy the meet and see if she even likes it we can't go into the meet assuming she's going to like it and like the pressure of weightlifting and then have extra pressure of qualifying for another meet. If, if she doesn't like it after first meet, then we don't even have to worry about her going to whatever state for whatever meet for the next level. Let's just get them in there make sure they like it. And then after we can play with it and decide. Um, I have told athletes before that they, Technically, for your meets to count as qualifications, you have to have your USAW membership. I have told athletes before to not even worry about it for their first meet. Um, And these are athletes that I know like they're not near uh, qualifying totals, right? Because their first meet, if they're not near a qualifying total, they're not sure they're going to stay in it. Don't worry about getting a membership. Uh, My first meet, I actually don't think I had my USAW membership for my first weightlifting meet. No, I didn't because it doesn't pop up on my USA profile. So my yeah, my first meet, I actually didn't have my USAW membership, but I also didn't know if I was going to keep doing weightlifting meets. So went into my first meet, liked it. Then when I went to my second meet, went ahead and signed up, and, then, and now we're here. So for the first meet, if you're worried about qualifying, yes. Go ahead and worry about that weight cut. Otherwise, I still stick with the going and just enjoy it.
1: I do think that like you were saying, the rule is going to be a lot better going forward just because I feel like it's going to create um, more sustainable athletes because for those bigger competitions, you see athletes doing some crazy cuts to get down to weight and yep. um, it can contribute to more so like more so health issues if you do it for a longer amount of time. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And I, I will say I, well, you, you guys probably realize I'm against these big weight cuts, but while you would see it at bigger meets like that, the one thing that I'm worried about now is that we're going to start seeing this at local meets. And that we're going to have people trying to qualify instead of people doing these big cuts to qualify for um, at nationals, we're going to have somebody who's new to weightlifting trying to cut. 8% body fat to go to a local meet so that they can qualify for the American Open. And that's what I'm worried about now. That's what well, I that's think we just open that door.
1: Well, if you got coaches there to help guide the athlete, I don't think that would necessarily be an issue. The main thing is that um, it'll make it'll make everything more realistic because they'll actually be able to be like, okay, I'm close to this weight class or I'm closer to this, this weight class. I need to actually pick one now. And then overall, it could even make them healthier just because their nutrition is going to be more dialed in if they do decide to pick that lower weight class going forward. Mm-hmm. So then in return, you could get a healthier lifestyle with probably better athletic performance just from being a little bit more stricter with your nutrition. And then also, if you think about it, no one's going to want to cut like 7 or 8% for every single competition. So it's probably going to make it to where we see less of those major cuts unless it's like international level. That's a different story just because, you know, athletes are yeah, at that level or expected to do something different than athletes at like the national level or below. Mm-hmm. But you would probably see less weight cuts going forward, which could be healthier in the long run. Um,
0: uh, could we see, we could see less weight cuts and we could also see athletes Athletes are now going to be concerned about it year round. Um, So like right now, most athletes that are going to senior nationals or finals or whichever whichever one they're at, they're only concerned about that weight for that meet. So me, for example, I'll float around 83, 84 kilos. The only time now you're going to see me at 81 is the day I have to compete at finals or nationals. Other than that, the rest of the year, I'm sitting at 83, 84, and I'm not concerned about it throughout the rest of the year. And most athletes, well, let me not say most, I'm sure a good percentage of athletes aren't necessarily worried about their weight throughout their training. They're not getting up, they're not floating seven, eight kilos above, but they're not worried about staying right next to that weight until it matters, which I think was healthier for athletes. Because they weren't so stressed. But now if an athlete has to be conscious of that every two months, now th- I, I think that might also add a little bit of a headache for them.
1: Yeah, but if you think about it in the long like the longevity of like the athlete and the health, I think it would be better just because for one, if they do decide to go with the lower weight class, they're gonna be eating healthier overall. They're probably gonna Cut out most of the processed foods and stuff like that from their diet just in order to stay closer to that weight class, like you're saying. You were giving and you're
0: giving them way more credit than I would. <laughs> I, just, I, I, I do think well, there are gonna be athletes that do that. The smart athletes would do that. Then you have the other athletes but you had, that aren't.
1: Yeah, but you have to think about too, weightlifting is not really a comfortable sport. So like when you select the sport of weightlifting, mm-hmm. You're already having that in mind, like oh, there's going to be some uncomfortable training for this, or it's an uncomfortable process when you're actually trying to be good at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's going to be aches and pains. There's going to be uh, shifts in nutrition, like where you have to get certain things dialed in at certain times through the training phase more than others. And anyone who like and actually enjoys the sport, I feel like will be open minded to switching their diet if they had to, or they could just get stronger eat whatever the hell they want and stay at the heavier weight class.
0: Fair point. I I am fine with that. Like I weightlifting is a a headache of a sport. <laughs> it is. You're going to hurt, but then you're going to enjoy it. And the same person that likes that process, you're right, probably won't mind needing to tweak their diet a little bit. Um it is now based off of this new rule, it is now a bigger process in their
1: yearly training than it was before. And now we just it's, have to we have to accept that. I'm actually a huge fan of it just because I feel like feel like it's going to um really, really put competition into perspective. So like mm-hmm. the majority of your athletes aren't going to want to do that. Like so I feel like there's some athletes that we probably compete against that do those major cuts. Mm-hmm just for those bigger events probably. yeah. And they're not going to want to do that year round. So they're probably going to be like, okay, I'm going up a weight class now. Yeah. Or it's going to make our weight class even more competitive. But it's just going to show you like, all right, these athletes actually really wanted to be here. Like they had the nutrition dialed in. They did everything to the T in order to show up on this platform and compete today. So it makes it like um, – it adds a little bit more fire to my training and to competition because I know that I'm legitimately going against like the best of the best in my weight class um, in the U.S.
0: I I do, and I do like the rule. I, I'm not against the rule at all. The only thing I'm against is how they decided last minute to kick people out for something that they never said. But moving forward, I am for the rule. I think it's good. I think it's a good idea. Um, I think you also need to think about what level you're at, George. So if we're going to senior nationals, I, I th- I'm sure the percentages have changed. But last time I looked, it was the top 6% of USA weightlifting actually qualifies for senior nationals. So when we're looking at who's going to be there and we're going against good good quality 81s who have done everything that they needed to do to be at this level, don't forget that you're looking at the top
1: 6%. Well, that percent is going to be even lower now. So right.
0: Right. So it just, I feel what like, about those guys yeah. that are just qualifying for AO series? And this is they're either new or they're getting into weightlifting and, and they're qualifying for AO series. They it's might
1: probably going to save them a headache in the future, though, because they're going to have different opportunities to try out different methods of getting down to the weight class. And, or if they figure out that, hey, I don't like getting down to a weight class, I'm going to go to the weight class. And I I feel like in the long run, it will help out, especially like on the international stage. Like if you end up making it to an international level, you've already had so much experience with like knowing what you can eat or what you need to do a week out, what you need to do two weeks out, three weeks out in order to ensure that you're at the weight class where athletes aren't showing up to certain certain events or certain competitions and not being able to make weight.
0: It could go that way or it could go like wrestling. So think about wrestling. That's the sport where they make these weight cuts all season they they know where they have to be at and you still see these guys running like I, I'm at a high school you still see these guys wearing trash bags under their hoodies in the middle of class because that's what they have to do to get down to weight so either they could do it smooth and calm and ideal how we're thinking because they have the time or this could turn into how wrestling does it where they're dying and running miles before they go to school every day in a trash bag
1: yeah but the that's like youth though Youth compared to like senior, I feel like, I mean, um, college
0: guys are doing that too,
1: yeah. But at the same time, they do that sport, so they um they had this in mind when they selected that sport in a way because they were probably doing that from high school all the way up, yeah. So it's probably part of their like routine now, Mm -hmm. so it's not as it's not as it's not as a shock. Like, if a weightlifter would do that, it'd be a huge shock, and they wouldn't be able to perform. So trying to compare like wrestling to the weightlifting, I don't think it would correlate too much just because you couldn't do the same type of cut and have the same type of performance. There's just two different demands.
0: Hope, Hopefully. And I mean, and we will see how this turns out really quickly. I do want to see how many people actually show up to nationals next month. Um, just I'm, I'm curious how many athletes did do this old model of qualifying where they were just slightly heavier and then hit it. I, I am curious to see if it changes. Um I, I don't think it'll I don't think it'll change too much in the eighty ones, to be honest, because most that's normally a weight that is that is a normal weight for a lot of American males that are weightlifters. Let me say that. That is normally the densest weight class. Eighty ones before it was eighty fives, so I think we're still gonna have a bunch. But what what day do you fly out to Vegas, George?
1: Uh, so I get there Wednesday or two, no, Tuesday, the, um, what is that? The 28th, I think, or is, yeah. Cause I lift on the 29th. I'm pretty sure. So 28th, I get there. And
0: do you remember what, well, what time did they say as of now you're lifting?
1: Uh, it
0: should be 6 PM
1: on the 29th.
0: Oh, okay. Perfect. All right. Yeah. Cause I fly in, I fly in on the 29th, but I get there at like 10 or 11. Now thinking about it, um, the video that Carl made, uh, for AO finals, that was really cool, but now since we're all staying in Airbnb, we might end up just vlogging. <laughs> we might just make a whole video about national weight.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I'm bringing the camera with me, so all we need is someone that can um, operate the camera, and we should be good to go. Well, you
0: know, uh, thanks to USA Weightlifting's new rule, we do have a whole teammate that's there now that isn't allowed to compete, so we do have a cameraman with us. I I, yeah. I think that'll
1: be fun. If they're if they don't mind filming, <laughs> yeah. I'll probably ask them.
0: Yeah, that would be cool just to see how. Cause, and we've talked about it before. Y- you and I have a different mindset. Both of them work, but we just we view everything differently. And just to see how you how you are on comp day, from the time you wake up versus how I am on comp day. To it, it would be interesting to see the two. Because I don't think I've yeah, seen no. you on comp day until we get to like the warm up. I, I like what do you. What do you normally do in the morning how do you start your day off on competition day
1: so first thing i do when i wake up for competition day is i go right into yoga not gonna lie to you i do like a uh or water like a youtube yoga and i do like um some intentional breathing just kind of like meditating in a way Mm -hmm. just to kind of like calm everything down and then i um kind of run through the competition in my head like through the warm up, through everything in my head while I'm like stretching, just getting awake. And then um, normally after that, I'll have my first cup of coffee or something like that. And uh, maybe a snack, depending on if I'm lifting in the evening or if I'm lifting earlier in the day. So, like if I'm lifting in the evening, I'll probably go ahead and just eat breakfast because I try to get down to low enough weights where I can at least have breakfast and then maybe a snack in the afternoon and then be good until the nighttime. Okay. But my day normally just consists of, Yoga first thing in the morning, then some coffee, and then I'll try to just um, do anything other than weightlifting. So like watch a <laughs> Netflix show, read a book, something like that, just so I can save that energy for when I actually get to the convention center.
0: Hmm. Okay. I, I did talk to somebody about that last week when they they were talking about another sport, basketball, about how when they had a game or something, they couldn't watch basketball that day it, it would get in their head and then the people with them are like oh yeah do this try to do that and it would just overwhelm them and they couldn't they couldn't watch the sport before um i am the exact opposite i will wake up and the first thing i'm doing is watching jared fleming videos and Kianushistami videos those <laughs> but for a different reason um and i told that individual i was talking to that I don't watch people that are around me. I could see how that could be stressful. Um, you remember me at AO Finals when I came and found you and James because my heart rate was through the roof because I was watching my weight class warm up. I was like, no, nah, I'm ready to go. I, I can't yeah, I can imagine that. not watching people around me, but I'm not near these Olympians. So I, when I wake up in the morning and I'm watching Jarrett Fleming videos, it, it gets me ready to lift. I'm looking at it like this is – this is how you move. You know you can do this. You can move like that. You know how to move now. And then when I turn on Kianu videos, it is one hundred percent like a a mental reminder. Like, oh, this man walks out and thinks he's going to hit every lift, and that's why he has world records and medals. Like, be confident. So, Jared Fleming gets me hype, and then Kianu Shresthaami is like that mental, like the mental reminder of you know how to weight lift. He knows how to weightlift, and that's why he's so good. Because he knows he knows what he's doing, and he goes out there and does it. So I will watch those videos for a while. No I man, I'm sitting on the floor like, stretching a little bit, but I'll stretch, watch a bunch of weightlifting videos of people making good lifts. Ah oh, man, I guess that's really all I'm going to do in the morning. I'm going to sit there and watch hours of of people w- lifting weights. Kenush and Jared for hours, and then when it's I get to the venue, I'll calm to, uh, down.
1: So it's definitely a good way to like get fired up.
0: Yep. Like it's um, it is was, different. It's it's not I'm I'm not at the same level I am when I get there. Cause when I get there, it's a it's a it's a subtle like I'm ready now. I, I've watched them snatch. I know how to snatch, I know how to clean and jerk. They're better, but they're confident, so I can go in and be confident. This isn't a new trick. I'm not trying to do something brand new. I'm trying to do the same thing that we do every day.
1: Yeah, I just try to not get overstimulated because I feel like if I watch those heavy lifts, I start getting fired up. <laughs> yeah. I just start to get a little overstimulated. Mm-hmm. So I just try to save that for the actual competition. So I guess that's just the only difference. I will
0: with- say I wouldn't watch anybody that I know is going to be at nationals. So like I- I'm not going to watch any like well, back in the day, I wouldn't have watched any of the MASH videos. Uh, like I'm not going to watch the Cal strength videos because that's just too close. Well, those athletes – will be better than me like they're they're right there though like they're literally at the same meet and that's just too close that is going to get me fired up that is going to get me in that spot but if i'm watching it 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 is i do watch those guys for a mindset thing watching jared and kenush is more of a mindset thing for me than it is a i'm hyped to lift
1: Mm, okay that makes sense
0: that's why I was gonna that.
1: say. Most time when I watch those videos, I just get hype. I'm like, all right, it's time to go lift. We're gonna crush some big weights. Yeah,
0: no, I would watch on. different people. That's I I I, I won't watch Cal Strength stuff. I won't watch the old Cal Stren stuff. I won't watch any of the vlogs or people on Instagram that are lifting. If I'm on Instagram, I see somebody lifting, I'm just gonna keep scrolling because that's too close to home. Especially if they're there and I've seen them in the training hall. I don't want to watch that. But Kianush and Jared is. It is a mental thing. It's like, okay, calm down. You know how to make lifts. See, they just made the lift. They know how to do it. You know what you're doing. Be confident. And then it's, so uh, while I'm watching, I'm not hype. I'm very, I'm calm watching them.
1: Yeah. It's like that saying where it's like the calmest place in the storm is in the eye of the storm. So like just being in the center of everything, yep. but just remaining calm. Yep. That's why I try to remember it's like if i start to get anxious or anything like that just think about all right you're in the center of the storm it's calm here just take a deep breath you're good to go
0: Yep. yeah i i think i think it'll be it'll be fun to see the two and then we'll be in vegas so i mean that'll be fun after but it'll be fun to see how you are on comp day hopefully we can get this get a nice little vlog between your comp day and my comp day which now thinking about it, when we watch them, it's probably not going to look that much different because I'm going to be calm until until warm-up room. <laughs> then I'm not going to be calm anymore.
1: Yeah, no, we'll definitely have to get it up. So everyone listening, stay tuned for the YouTube channel. We'll definitely have a new video up after Nationals.
0: Yeah, that would be nice. All right, George, where can people find you at?
1: George81KG on Instagram or at the House of Weightlifting page?
0: And my Instagram has been the same since high school. Tyree underscore Thor. All right, guys.